Hey, I'm Dahlia. And I'm Alma. This is Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. So what, as it was counting down for some reason, I was prepared to just start talking instead of introduce. We always introduce ourselves. I like introducing ourselves. That's our thing. That's what we do. But for some reason, I was going to just jump right into them. This is the movie, them, and all that stuff without introducing, which wouldn't have been a big deal. I mean. Yeah, because it shows that we always do deal. it kind of live, you know, <laughs> and we do because. We could have pre-recorded it. We tried the pre-recording thing, didn't we? Or you asked it and I was like, no, let's just do it because it kind of gets me into the episode. But also a funny thing that I do is I never look at the camera or you when I'm saying it, because when we used to record, like in the beginning, you used to try to make me laugh and you're always doing goofy shit. So we'd have to say it over and over again. So now out of habit, whenever I have the the introduction and when I do the um, socials at the end, I don't look at you because I know you're doing something or you're going to do it. You're going to. That is so funny. I completely forgot that we used to, that, well, I'd say we used to try to mess each other up, but I completely forgot about that. I, I forget that we, we would record our names over and over. Like we were such perfectionists, like, Hey, I'm Dahlia or hello, I'm Dahlia. Or, my name is Dahlia or just it, <laughs> always mess up introducing ourselves. Yes. And I'd go, I'm, and I'm Dahlia. And then you'd be like, what was my name again? <laughs> and we did it a lot. We did it a lot. And now it's kind of, we uh, record and then we delete parts that we legit messed up on or we have to get up. And if we mess up anything else, it's just, it's just going to stay in there. But the um, introduction used to just be, we just way overthought it way overthought it i think it's just like now it's just like because just say your fucking name dahlia now i'm rethinking the whole thing because i'm like and this is alma why do i say and this is alma who's this where's this nobody can see us and i'm alma is what i should say that's what i do is that what you and say, this you say is, this? Huh. yes because i i don't know when i started doing that but i noticed that the past few times like stop saying that but now i'm completely self-conscious about it is this a sh- a show where let's just talk about all the fuck ups and <laughs> overthinking and the self-consciousness and um, yeah, unless we can do that. We can now you're now I'm for some reason. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm for some reason just fixated on what did you say right now? I don't know why it's going to be, I'm going to be saying, what did she say? My name is, Oh, that's a song. I was about to accidentally start singing it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. So I already introduced myself. I am Dahlia and that is Alma. And we are. <laughs> and we, we are. <laughs> we should, yeah, we should be a little bit more peppy. It should be like a cheer in the beginning. Like, yeah, that, I'm trying that? not to laugh. What did I do? Was I doing a little dance? Was it my dance you were it's talking about? Peppy. And your shoulders started like, yeah, I, don't know, your I was doing a little dance. Dancing. I was doing a little dance, you know, like a little okay. wee- wiggle. <laughs> a little wiggle? Okay. And- <laughs> All right. Okay. Get serious now because we're talking about horror here. 
Horror. We got to be really serious about this. Horror. Serious? We got to be really serious about <laughs> and this. And we're discussing them. I hope yeah, uh, not we had them. to put like a warning. No, it's not them. Exclamation point. It is yes. capital T, lowercase h, lowercase e, no, lowercase m. No, it's it's, it's it's capitals in the in the poster, but it's not capitals in the movie. Uh, okay, so it's them yeah. from 1954. 54. Nine years after uh, the atomic blast. Uh, in Ooh. Oh, we're going to be talking about places that we know here. I mean, we know all these places, obviously, but like personally. It's great. Realizing. Yes, because I've lived in these places. And it's really funny because one of the top questions I saw when I was just, it says, is Alamogordo a real place? And I'm like, yeah, I lived there. <laughs> Is is it a real place? Is Brownsville, Texas, a real place? Yeah, it's right here. I'm I'm there. So this movie is in black and white. Originally was supposed to be in black uh, uh, color, and then and they were 3D. like, and three D. And then they were like, yeah. no, this movie's gonna be shit. Let's just stop them right now. No, we're slashing budgets. We're slashing costs. Y'all are not gonna get enough money. You make that shit in black and white, and they did. And that's what made it a great movie, I think. <laughs> well, they, they used the that. color. They used the, 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 I forget what they call it, vivid color. I forget what, what they call it for the uh, poster, not the poster, for the um, title card. Title card. Thank you for mm. the title card. Um, and But that's it. And Yeah. Uh, it says it's in red and blue, but it looks like red and black to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's just old that it doesn't look red and blue. Oh, I saw one that looked red and blue. So I don't know. Maybe we're just seeing different ones. There are two versions. One has two minutes of extra footage, which is the one that I rented. I don't know what those two minutes are, but it has two extra minutes. So either you're going to find the, um, I think it's 92 and 94 minute, or you're going to find 94 and 96. One of them for specifics. Because I know you all are sitting at home at the edge of your seats. How many minutes? But anything well, around 90 minutes is great. Especially in these older films, this is the longest one we've watched so far. You're um, right. You're right. Yeah, because they're they're anywhere between an hour and an hour and a half. An hour and a half is like really pushing it for these older films. Not that I don't mind. I don't mind seeing it, uh, however long it is. I'm just saying they didn't make them that <laughs> long. Title of your sex tape. Uh... You're a dork. Anyway, I had to turn off the uh, mic because I did one of those wheeze laughs. I'm so good at catching it with the mic. I'm like, bam, hit that mic. <laughs> so anyways, this movie is a 1954 film and Alma always finds the best taglines for these. What are the taglines for this one, Alma? Okay. One is kill one and two take its place. A horror horde of crawling crushed giants clawing out of the earth from a horror horde of crawl. Wait, wait a second. I think I read that twice. You a wrote that twice. <laughs> okay. It's hard to say horror horde, okay? Anyway, a horror horde of crawling crushed giants clawing out of the earth from mile deep catacombs. I had actually put three there and I think I accidentally deleted one. There was a really good one. I can't remember. It probably said- Fantastic monsters eh. attack earth. That one. Because I was just like, that's all it says, attack earth, which made it seem like it was aliens. And yes. it's not. And it's not. Uh-huh. It's not, and no. There were several that looked like that that made it seem like this was an alien invasion, and it wasn't. But I think back then, they were really disingenuous. 
because they would come up with things to get you to go fill the seats and they didn't have anything to do with the movie. We brought that up before where it was like, there was no creeping, there's no crawling. Um, there's none of that. And in one of the countries, they even called this, like they described it as a spider. So I think that they were confusing it maybe with tarantula because I think that's from 1954 as well or I think this one came out first. This one okay, this, first. Oh yeah, this one came out first. But yeah. they, the announcement for it, it was like premiered somewhere else later. And I think they were thinking of an, a, the other movie because yeah. they named it. Well, it was, they, they missed, they translated it. The, the word is translated to spiders, the title. And I forget where it was like Norway or Denmark or somewhere. I can, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't, I, I saw it and I should remember because they're completely different countries, but it was somewhere in Europe. Yeah. And, it, and they, it, they ended up in 19, God, what did I see in 1970 or 90? Um, they ended up changing the title to uh, be They're Coming instead of Spiders. They're so coming. they they They're acknowledged coming. the fact that title it wasn't of your spiders. sex tape. <laughs> anyway, so Alma, Alma, you put you want to acknowledge everybody in this cast. She she can't help herself. She wants to acknowledge everybody. And there's like a lot of people. So just for your punishment for making all those uh, title of the sex mm. tapes, you get to read everybody. <laughs> So uh, does the credits. <laughs> so this, right, the so... director for this movie was Gordon Douglas, uh, mm -hmm. written by uh, screenplay was by Ted Sherman. Ooh, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a cool name. The ad yeah, adaptation was by Russell Hughes, and it was based on a story treatment by George Worthing Yates. Okay, Alma, tell us everybody who's on this, including Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. Okay, I'm going to start off with him because you mentioned it. He's in this movie and he plays a cool, badass looking Air Force sergeant with a few lines. Okay, he's in uniform. He looks cool, doesn't he? Um, and he wasn't credited in the movie credits. Okay, and there are a lot of people uncredited, but I found them and they're here. James Whitmore as Sergeant Ben Peterson. He's like the main dude. Edmund Gwen as Dr. Harold Medford. And you may know him as Chris Kringle from Miracle on 54th Street or whatever the hell the name of that movie is. But I remember the movie. Uh, John Weldon as Dr. Joan Weldon as Dr. Patricia Medford, who is his granddaughter. James Arness as FBI man Robert Graham. Onslow Stevens as Brigadier General Robert O'Brien. Sean McClory as Major Kibbe. Chris Drake as Trooper Ed Blackburn. John Close as the pilot in the beginning. Interesting, right? Because we kept talking about people. Do they all have planes in the 50s? This one started off with the plane. And the first thing we said was, does this guy have a plane too? So that guy is only in it for a little bit. Sandy Desher as the Ellison girl. Joseph Forte as Coroner Doc Putnam. Mary Ann Horkinson as Horkinson as Mrs. Lodge. Don Shelton is Captain Edwards. Fess Parker is Alan Crotty. I'm getting tired. <sighs> Olin Howland as <laughs> Jensen. And Anne Duran, which I put at the end because that's the, the coolest name, as child psychiatrist. And she was also uncredited. So I do want to make a correction. The doctors Medford are father and daughter, not not grandfather uh, and granddaughter. I put so. granddaughter because their age difference. I didn't even. But think they say that was they say specifically that's my daughter, uh, and she calls him like, dad. Ew, he's so old, man. Stop he wasn't that much older. Like he looks. He's so. She feeble. could be. She could be older too, and she just looks very young. You're just oh, making a lot true. of assumptions here. 
Yeah, I am. That was rude of me. He also, he could just be like, you know, but it's because they kept bringing up that his health wasn't very good. That's why she had to do certain things. But um, the interesting thing, I wanted to include the people because this movie had a lot of cooperation from different branches. And you're like, how did they get FBI involved? How is the military involved? How are the civilians involved? And then the doctors. So um, it does have like, it's really not, a, it has a good core cast, but it has a lot of supporting. And the strangest thing about the movie too, is that it relies heavily on special effects, but no special effects people were credited in this film. Oh, that's it. <laughs> You're just like, you just stop talking and stare. It's just stared at me like, <laughs> okay. Uh, I saw this on Amazon Prime. I rented it. It was not, uh, did I rent it? Yeah, I rented this. And I guess it's also available on Apple. And I'm sure you can find it other places. I'm sure there's It was to rent it. like everywhere. Uh, but I didn't see it for free. And um, that was like, come on. Why do we keep having to rent these ones? These should be somewhere. Like it should be a staple. Staple library. I've noticed movies. a lot of I've noticed that a lot of these older films that we've been watching are available on Amazon Prime to rent. So I guess if you want to watch your oldies and but your goodies, you got to go to Amazon Prime. So sorry if you're you're anti Amazon. That's just where we've been finding them. Um, but again, I always say maybe you can find them on YouTube for free. And some every, somebody's always uploading movies on there. They might not be the mm -hmm. best uh, quality, but I'm sure it's on there. Uh, summary of this movie is the earliest atomic tests in New Mexico caused common ants to mutate into giant man-eating monsters that threaten civilization. And uh, the time period for this is, well, like we said, this happened, this movie is set in 1954, which is supposed to be nine years after the atomic testing the, um, in New Mexico. Um, specifically, we're talking about Alamogordo area where Alma used to live and I visited her there. Did you like it there, Alma? We, you could say it. It's, you, could, you can be It's truthful. kind of the center of America. It's like a hustling, bustling town of everything. It's the coolest place ever. It's just, there's nothing to do there. It's just really nothing. It's like desert. And then you get to drive by all the giant missiles and the planes. And that's about it. You have to drive. I remember it was like uh, 45. No, no, no. I think they did have a Walmart. It was another city that I lived in. I think that was it. Like you had a Walmart and I just don't remember doing anything there. <laughs> I, it was just like you, it was hot and deserty and there wasn't shit to do. There you go. That's how I describe it. But this was, this was a while ago. So it, it could yeah. have obviously, it, 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 a lot of these cities, I, like I used to be stationed in certain places and now it's like the city and the area around it doesn't look anything like it. So it could, by now everybody in Alamogordo is probably yelling and saying like, no, it is, it is bustling now. It probably is. But at the mm -hmm. time, like Alma said, when, when she was living there, there was not very much there. And that's how no, I remember but it. it was not very, I much. did like it. I did like it. It was quiet. There was nothing like nobody bothering nobody. And, um, I was there with my older sister, our, our older sister, and we'd hang out and she would garden and I'd watch her garden. Cause I wasn't going to do that shit. And, <laughs> and we would have to drive places to go do things. And I liked it. It was like, let's go on a weekend trip to blah, blah, blah. And you'd drive there. Um, and, that's what I liked. It was so quiet. Everybody like kept to themselves. And when you have to like be like a little bit out of everything, I kind of keep it. I don't know. It was peaceful. That's how I describe it. 
Okay, so this movie starts off with them, remember? I don't know why I had to say it again. Like, we haven't said it a million times. Them begins in uh, New Mexico. New Mexico State Police come upon. Well, there it, it starts with a plane flying overhead, and they're looking for... I forget what they were looking for initially. Were they looking for the little girl, or were they looking for the uh, the abandoned trailer and car? Here's the thing. It's like in the summary and everything, it doesn't even mention the pilot's the one that spotted the little girl. And then he calls the police and tells them, I spotted someone and he's going to fly around until they find her as well. So I don't know what they were doing out there either, though, because they were pretty far out. And when you think about it, like they have a patrol area, they must have been doing something out there. I just can't recall. But together, they find the little girl wandering and she's in a state of shock so she's wandering the desert she's just mm-hmm. wandering there's nothing out there she's just and she's so they they find her and then they're told okay go look for this abandoned trailer also in the area that could be where she's from because they're like when they find the little girl she's she's not talking she's not uh, she's not uh what's the word i'm looking for? reacting she's not reacting to anything they're saying or anything so they need to find where her parents are. Who? She, how did he? He asked her really interestingly, like, "What did he say? Who do you belong to?" That's, I just thought that was funny <laughs> the way he asked who, that. Who is you? <laughs> who do you who belong, do you belong to? Like, to? Yeah. Okay. So they go up to this abandoned trailer and vehicle, and they see that uh, there might there might have been a struggle or just a straight up killing. Who knows? It's just like it was there's. A, it was a killing in the middle of nowhere. It was a straight up killing because there was blood on the scene. It wasn't a mm-hmm. robbery because there was money left behind. Speaking of the money, the money, as you can tell, looks yeah. very fake. And there used to be a Secret Service thing that they couldn't have real money on. Well, not real money, obviously, but money that resembled uh, real money in movies. So it had to look obviously fake. And they didn't change the, that until I like, didn't know much, much fake. later. I thought it was cool. I, I I said, hey, check out this old money. It looked really weird back then. And then I looked it up afterward because they showed it a few times. I wanted to know, like, what if the, what would this money be worth today? And then that's why I read that it was fake money. And I was like, oh, okay. So I don't, don't know anything, do I? <laughs> it's like, obviously, they're going to use fake money, but it couldn't even look like real money was is the point. It could not look like real money. It had to look it obviously was- fake fancy it was fancy and okay so the scene is it look okay they're like what could have done this it's like hulk smash it's like when a when hulk would run into or mr kool-aid man picture the kool-aid man <laughs> busting it what does the kool-aid man say i don't know, I don't know i'm here he damn <laughs> hello it's kool-aid time i don't know <laughs> anyway it's destroyed. And one of the more interesting things about this movie is I like to think that this was a really great horror film for the time period because it's one of the few in black and white in the 50s where they show dead bodies, where they show people who are bleeding, um, people getting picked up and injured and hurt by the monsters or whatever. And I just, you know how they they cut away on everything back then because they they really couldn't show things. This was like straight up uh, killings. These (laughs) people are getting killed. People are going missing. 
And I thought that was really, really cool because it was like, oh shit, that guy's supposed to be dead. He's a dead body, you know? Oh, oh look at that. That's a carcass of a human. Um, you know, even though it's like a skeleton or whatever. And that's why I think changing it, and I did read an article about it stating that it was been it bid benefited the movie, it being in black and white the way it was. The the graininess, uh, it made it look more um like a whore and to be taken more seriously, like the someone referred to the the detectives and everybody like the dragnet kind of looking and stuff like that. So I thought it looked pretty neat. Well, okay, so a few miles away from here, here actually quite a bit of uh, miles away from here is a general store and they go over there to ask uh, the owner of the store if he knows anything about what happened. Like maybe he had seen these people, the family in there. Um, come by or anything like that. And that person ends up dead too. Same kind of scenario. The the Kool-Aid man has busted through the wall in this one as well. It looks like a rifle or a shotgun was used. I'm bad with guns. So I don't know which one it was. I don't remember. I don't remember, you know, anyways, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that the uh, owner had used this uh, weapon to protect themselves. And it was, it looked like a cartoon had exploded it. So I don't know. That's what yeah. it looked like to me. It looked like a cartoon had like bloomed it. It was snapped. They... Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, when Bugs Bunny would stick his finger inside the yeah. gun when Elmer Fudd was trying to shoot him and then the, the shotgun bullet would go back inside of it and it fold. That's what it looked like. That's that was exactly a perfect description. Like. They should use that. They should use us to describe these things. <laughs> But so, and then they end up finding the poor owner dead. That's what uh, we act this this time. We actually find a dead body, whereas before we didn't see any dead bodies. We just saw uh, the little girl wandering aimlessly in the desert. Um, so uh, one of the troopers decides to hang back till you know the rest of the uh, I to don't the know, paddy CSI. wagon show up. Yeah, to the nest of CSI comes back so they can take, you know, because I mean, obviously, they're thinking people, it's people coming around, you know, it's making explosions and killing. Yeah, it's people. That's another movie there. Uh, <laughs> that one's a, Yeah. Anyways, uh, now I'm just going off on a tangent here. So uh, I know I could get easily distracted. I could get easily distracted with everything. So and I'm we'll, doing we'll try it to too. stay. I know we'll stay on this movie. Um, so one of the troopers decides to stay back. And sadly, sadly, he finds out that it's something that's going that's still around this thing that killed or this person excuse me because we don't know mm-hmm. yet this uh whatever killed this poor man before is back and all we hear him is screaming and shooting and then we're like oh no he seems so nice hopefully he survived did he survive no, no he didn't he gets he didn't. picked up and he gets i i think i'm thinking it looks like they're getting pinched in half the way that they get picked up it's kind of creepy. Well, interestingly, okay, that's that's what it seems like because, but they did describe it later as them being filled with acid. Um, so when we see it on screen, it looks like they're being pinched in half, but they described the death off camera as being filled with, uh, uh, I can't remember what kind of acid it is, but the ants, in, oh, I already gave away the store. Oh, look at that. I already told oh, you guys it was ants. Oh, it's a ants. cute boy. Spoiler I alert, acid. It's formic acid, formic acid. Yes, I told y'all. I ruined the whole thing the now. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. I'm just I joking. I know. I think we already said it was already ants earlier anyways. <laughs> but anyways, them is ants. 
mm-hmm. but yeah, they they said that uh, they were being that that's how they're killed. But when they show them on screen, they're they're actually being like pinched. It looks like they are going to be pinched in half, which is kind of a horrible death if you think about it. But yeah. we don't actually see him get killed. That's why we think for a little bit that he could survive. But later on, we see his skeleton with his gun and yeah, everything. Yeah, with his gun so. belt. <laughs> It's like maybe he just got carried off, you know, to to be in the colony and work. Nah, here's his bones. <laughs> There's his gun that got digested. And it's still there because only the juicy, meaty parts of him got eaten. And it's just like, yeah, there's like a pile of bones. It's like that. See, that's what I mean. It's like they usually don't kind of show that kind of thing. And it was in here. And um, so the old man is dead. They're They're taking the bodies back. The partner's dead now, and they're trying to get information. And the most important thing Dali is setting up here is that this movie is going through this like a CSI episode. It's it like, is. It's like a procedural crime documentary <laughs> where they're trying to piece together what's happening by asking questions, uh, bringing in their, their, their lab people. And so far they've brought in, they bring in a coroner, and he's trying to tell them what people died from, like Gramps, the the dead man. And it looked like he died of a hole through the chest, though, because he had like that big bloody. Um, it did, hole yeah. In his it looked, chest. yeah. And then they bring in the child psychiatrist who speaks to the little girl, and mm-hmm. it's it is it's like I, I imagine like SVU because in SVU they usually had like the child psychiatrist. It usually wasn't in the other ones, but. She's asking her questions. They can't get her to do anything. And then they decide, let's get her to sniff some stuff. So they get out some rubber glue and they um, get her to sniff it. It wasn't rubber glue, but, you know, to sniff it so that she could come to. And when she comes to, she starts screaming them, them. And it's like, I don't know why, but it, it seemed interesting that that was the thing that they would choose for her to say. I would They're just trying to get the title in. <laughs> I know, but it was like once she keeps screaming, yes. So the little girl is traumatized. Her family is dead. And there's they're gonna keep looking for the missing people, but it's like at every every step, like the the detective, the I mean the deputy is gone, there's people missing. It's like they keep looking for them. They're treating it as if they're missing people. And we know like, no, they're dead. Those are dead people. And it's like, how do, this is the big scene too, where it's like, how do we bring in the FBI into this? Well, that little girl's parents just happened to be, the father was an FBI agent and he was having a two month. Why did they say that? Two month break. And they were living out in the RV. It could have been any amount of time. But the, the the fact that they said two months, I'm like, damn, that's a good vacation. Two months. We need to be FBI agents. So that's how they introduced <laughs> the FBI because it's a missing FBI <laughs> agent. So we bring in a special agent, Robert Graham, and he comes on. And now we have uh, now we have the local police. We have the lo- uh, state troopers. We have uh, the um, medical community, and then now we're also going to get involved. These, uh, well, we'll, we will say the uh, myrmecologist. Is that right? Myrmecologist. Yeah. Yes. It's a branch of entomology focusing on the scientific study of ants. And that's our doctors Medford. Yes. Kind of makes it sound like they study mermaids. 
<laughs> oh, it does kind of sound like that. But no, not mermaids. Um, they get introduced because they had found a print. And the funny thing is, I looked at this print, and it doesn't look like an ant print, but it is no. an ant print, apparently. Apparently, um, like, But I'm not a myrmecologist, though. So yeah. what do I know? <laughs> well, this is interesting, because if we understood this at the time, then it makes a lot of sense, um, first of all, that they're myrmecologists. But this is exactly the way that um, when you Google it, the Dr. Medford describes certain things and the way that he's studying and talking about what he's seeing is what um, is stated in here. So if you Google myrmecology, it says some early myrmecologists considered ant society as the ideal form of society and sought to find solutions to human problems by studying them. Ants continue to be a, a model of choice for the study of questions and evolution of man and all that. But he is talking like this, like every every step he's trying to determine, you know, if this is an actual ant. But it made sense that they brought in these specific people because everything that he's providing when they're asking questions is what is going to bring down the ants because we need to bring them down because they're bad because they're huge. <laughs> And, you know, I think they found sugar at some of the scenes, but there's not going to be enough yeah. sugar anywhere. And I remember my daughter was asking me, how are ants supposed to take over the world? And it's not like they're taking over the world. It's that they're bigger than us and they're stronger than us. So, of course, they're going to destroy us. It doesn't matter if the world crumbles while they're doing it. They're just ants. They don't have like the the forethought of let's form a plan and take over the universe. <laughs> no, it's more like they're just doing what they're we're enemies to them. We're in the way. You know, well, look at look thinks. at a an ant. Uh, uh, what do they call it? An ant colony in your backyard. Yeah. Those things. I mean, can you imagine that being like those ants being nine to fifteen feet long? That number yeah. of ants. Exactly. That's... And if you've ever been fucked up by ants, those things can kill humans. Like, just imagine if they're way way bigger. Uh, I know you you um, had experience with this too because like my my daughter got stuck in an ant pile and it was bad. Like you can you can die, people die. So it's serious, everyone. Okay, <laughs> That's, that sounds and, like a public uh, notice or something. Yes, like I'm warning you guys. Serious. And and then if you throw in the whole thing of people and comic books because of atomic energy and atomic blasts and all this bombs and stuff like that. It wasn't too far fetched to think that um, if this stuff is happening, it's going to mutate something. So of course we're going to end up with giant ants or some shit. And that makes sense to people back then. To me, it makes sense now, but it, but it doesn't because what actually happens is we get cancer and we die from these things. But, you know, in the comic books and the movies, I, would, I wouldn't think that that was a far stretch to think that this could happen. It was all new to us. Uh, is that one of your dogs or a neighbor dog? Neighbor? Oh, okay. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. I was just curious because mm -hmm. um, I'm all nosy and everything like that because I see your little kitty cats in the background. And I know oh, yeah, you said your little, your little mariposa got her little paw injured. Poor thing. Yes. And it's like it's been a, a mayhem. And then one of my cats ate at my 50-year-old magazine. I'm going to share it later so they can see they chewed it all up. They've just been complete menaces because we went on vacation for three days. But anyway, it wasn't two months like this FBI agent in here. <laughs> okay. Two um, months? That's I know. a long they, vacation. 
that's a nice vacation. I wish we could, I could take two months of vacation. Um, so they end up going back to the campsite. And while they're there, uh, uh, Pat, which is the daughter of the, uh, the, remember they're both doctors, but she's the daughter of the elder doctor. Uh, she goes by Pat. Um, she comes across a large foraging ant and it freaks her the shit out. And I was like, oh, gosh, we just got introduced to her. She's already going to get killed because it looks uh -huh. like she was barely getting yeah. away. She was uh -huh. barely Especially getting in away. the outfit with the pencil skirt. How did she get away? Well, she's gonna because she was wearing heels, too, when she got out of the plane. And it's like, man. And, you know, it was really hot. I know this was filmed in California, but it still was very, very hot, which actually made sense because new mexico is a very very hot and dry but the clothing that they're wearing is stifling and i always wondered how do they wear all that clothes so she's getting chased by the giant thing but she manages to get away and every time the ants get near it says in the captions that there's a uh a shrilling noise I is that how they really described what, it uh -huh. is that really what ants would sound like though if they're magnified like their sound well, the, the noises they used were actually tree frogs. I forget what kind of tree frogs. Um, so it was tree frogs mixed in with some birds. I can't remember. But the main sound that they're using for the for the movie ants is uh, some kind of tree frog. So um, I don't know. I always I always think that uh, ants, well, I think that, that it's a shrill sound if we could hear it probably. I don't know why. Nothing, it, I, I am not... Uh, entomologist, a myrmecologist. I know nothing about ants or animals or anything, but for some reason, I figure it's going to be a high-pitched kind of, you know, sound. It like was in, I think it was in um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because I have a lot of experience with giant ants. Um, when it comes upon them, it is making a weird noise as well. And they're very scary. And when you look at that ant and this one, like they really did do their research because they're magnified. They have like little Sorry, I'm sick and every once in a while it kind of just hits me. Um, they have like the little hairs on them. They're very gnarly looking, but I would think it was like that because they're really not, it's not like they, they're talking or anything, but I thought it was a scary sound. It was, it is. It's, 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 it's very sound. unsettling. It's very unsettling, especially because they do react to it a few times when they hear, they hear the sounds and they'll stop and they'll react like they're looking around, but they didn't see them at first. So sometimes they hear them without seeing them. Well, anyway, she gets away and they are able to kill this ant by the doctor, the elder doctor. He's, he says, uh, shoot the antenna because apparently the antenna is where it's at. So they're able to shoot the antenna and they're able to kill it. But I mean, if they were able to uh, like uh, stop it in its tracks by killing, I mean, by shooting the antenna out, because that's how they communicate. That's how they smell. That's how they do everything. Mm -hmm. And then that rendered it uh, uh, dumb. <laughs> and then they could uh -huh. kill it. Um, so at least they know now one way to like incapacitate it is like go for the antenna and then take care of them afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, so now, now we have the military involved. We have the FBI involved. We have local, uh, law enforcement and state in, uh, law enforcement. And they're trying to keep this hush hush because the doctor, mm -hmm. the elder doctor <laughs> Medford says that if the 
general public finds out, then it's just going to, everybody's going to, you know, obviously everybody's going to panic and it's, you don't know what's going to happen if everybody panics. So they have to keep this on the hush hush. So they have um, the military and, and local police monitoring the airwaves for any weird stuff. And what are some of these weird stuff that they're supposed to listen out for? Some of them are uh, alien, uh, alien uh, observations, weird, UFOs. weird, weird uh, uh, natural uh, phenomena, uh, paranormal phenomena, anything that seems weird and out mm-hmm. of the ordinary, they're supposed to monitor the airways for. Because if if you saw a giant ant, you may not think it's a giant ant right away. It might be reported as mm-hmm. something weird. So that's why they're well. They end up finding one, and one of and it was a uh, um, out of Brownsville, Texas. Out of Brownsville, yes. Texas, there is a, a pilot that a civilian pilot that had come across some UFOs on his way down to Brownsville. Um, and we're all like, and I, I know when I saw that, I was all like, oh my God, it's Brownsville, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even mentioned Corpus, which is north of us here. Dahlia's not here, but I'm here. Um, and I like that because it, 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 even in like the trivia, it tells you where it is because people don't know, but they zoom in on a map to show you where Brownsville, Texas is. Because whenever people say South Texas, there we go, San Antonio, Austin, those are way north of you know, where we are down here. And it actually tells you the mileage, like distance between Alamogordo and, and, um, you know, uh, Brownsville, but that poor pilot, he sees some shit and he gets a little traumatized by it because it's like, this is real. Like this is, this, he's talking like, I'm a sane man. I have never seen anything that doesn't exist. He's giving a good explanation. And he's like, but I swear I saw, some flying saucers. And when I look closer, it was flying ants. And the thing about the ants, which, sorry, the myrmecologist explains is that they have two queen ants that they're chasing and those yeah. that she flies off with worker ants who are going to die after they mate, but they're going to fly. They're going to fly there. So you're going to see them. And this poor man is in, uh, it says um, in the hospital, and he is stuck there because he tells this wild story and they come and interview him and he's like, okay, so you believe me. And then that's the funniest thing ever because he's like, please help me get out of here. Yeah. That's so and mean. So yeah. Yeah. Because what happened was there, they know that there's two ants and at least two other, uh, I mean, two queen ants because they were able to destroy the nest in Alamogordo. They killed it. They killed it. I forget with cyanide bombs and, and, and fire and all that. But when they went down there, they saw that two eggs had hatched that had two queen ants. I don't know how they could tell, but I'm not the myrmecologist here. So, uh, but they could tell it was two queen ants that had left. Um, and they had talked about how when they fly away, they're going to fly away with these two male ants at least so that they can mate and that uh, they can start new, um, what do they call them, colonies? I keep, I keep wanting to say hives. Yeah, not I hives. think it's colonies. colonies. They were like ant doing it with their pinchers. Pinchers That's like gross. this. <laughs> Stop it. 
Um, so they knew they were out there somewhere and they, they follow the air currents, but it could literally be anywhere. They said they, they had this whole swath of an area said it could be anywhere in here. And that's why when they saw Brownsville, Texas, they're like, that's, that sounds legitimate. Let's go take a peek there. So this poor guy, he's in a mental institution being held against his will because he told the story about flying. Okay. So it does kind of sound out there, but about these flying saucers and flying ants and everything. And they don't believe him, obviously, but the, but the uh, the scientists, the doctors Medford and the FBI agent and the uh, New Mexico state trooper do believe him. Everybody, all four of them are there. They're like the core group of these uh, investigators. They believe him. And but when he says like, OK, you all believe me. Great. Uh, are you going to help me get out of here? They're like, yeah, of course. We're going to go talk to the doctors. They leave the room and they're like, yeah, uh, pardon the, the terminology they use. But basically they say, yeah, he's crazy. Um, keep him locked up. We don't want him. <laughs> we don't want, he's dangerous. <laughs> don't let him out. He <laughs> walks so right mean. out. Yeah, I it's was so like, mean. I can't believe they did that. That was so mean. And the doctor that there was like, we were going to let him go. He obviously just had a quick break. It's not a big deal. They're like, no. And they're like, why are we doing this? Because they don't want anyone to know. And this is how the military gets involved because they're the sneaky ones. The military is like, yeah, we're going to we're going to government conspiracy this up, cover this up and shit. <laughs> so that poor man is stuck there. But they're getting these reports and they're actually investigating. So the crime procedural drama is still going on here because they're they're just linking, 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 and they're going to try to find these other two queen ants so they can go fuck her up and their colleagues. Yeah. Well, thankfully they get, well, not thankfully for the pure people aboard the ship, but they get uh, news of a freighter at sea that uh had oh and they sh- i think they showed the scene if i remember correctly uh <laughs> it's, it's kind of fucked up uh that there was giant ants on board a freighter out in the ocean and um there only ended up being two uh semen survivors off of it uh, but they showed the scene of this poor guy at the uh doing the uh morse code getting the message out and everybody beep, around beep, him beep, dying beep, 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 beep. yeah and he I'm ends up getting killed he ends up getting killed too. So we see, we see, and, and that's why we see the pinching instead of like the formic acid that they described earlier on screen. We only see the pinching because I did read that it was going to be hard to show on screen because obviously limited uh, budget for um, what's it called for special effects and all that. How are you going to show these bodies being filled with this acid, you know, on screen? So this, the, this on screen, they show that it, him being pinched, he's being pinched to death and he's all screaming. Ah, so um, that ship was destroyed by the military. So now we know that one of the queens, colon- one of the queens uh, and her colony is now dead. So that means we, le- we leave one more. We got one more out there. Where is this one? We have no idea. We only know that they were flying west, according to that poor guy that's stuck in that mental institution because they just mm-hmm. they they did him dirty. <laughs> He's going to be stuck <laughs> there for a while. Who knows for how long? Um out somewhere out west. It ends up being Los Angeles. But uh, and they find that by more like monitoring the airwaves of weird stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently they had seen um, some more sugar, like in a train. A train, what do they call it? A train yard or whatever. One of the Great box train. carts. Yeah, one of the box carts uh, was filled mm-hmm. with sugar and um, the sugar was stolen. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. they need sugar but they also need people they're eating the people they're eating the people 
And then sugar, but they keep yeah, showing the like, sugar throughout the thing that they keep stealing these little bits of sugar. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know. I guess they can't help themselves. They come across sugar, they're going to eat it. Um, they got sweet tooths and all that. People aren't doing it for that. Just people alone aren't doing it for them. Uh, but yeah, so the dude that got, uh, the dude that, that they was supposed to be in charge of this train, they're blaming him at first for stealing the sugar. And he's all like, why would I steal sugar? I mean, if I was going to steal something, it would be more valuable than sugar. That's, yeah, that's like no what's such he going to get, pennies? <laughs> exactly. So he kind of makes fun of them. They end up, uh, I think, I can't remember the exact order of all this, but basically what happens is um, they end up having to interview people in jail because I don't remember why. There was a man who had information that was reported that seemed suspicious. And there was just this one gentleman. But the thing is, it kind of looks like they're talking to everybody on the way, I guess, because everybody wants to talk. But he it says he was an alcoholic in the drunk tank. Um, But he reported seeing giant ants outside his window. So that's why they go. But it is kind of like why that specific piece of information and how come only one dude saw it i don't know because they're all there i guess but who are they reporting it to anyway like why would anybody report that there's a man in our drunk tag who said they had giant ants outside his window well that came because they were interviewing everybody i'm just trying to remember why they were interviewing but why that's what i mean it's like why were they this procedural drama is too much procedure it's too much procedure. They're just interviewing every fucking buddy, apparently. And somewhere along the line, you know, Leonard Neboy gets one of those reports, too, because he has his, um, you know, part and they're discussing it, too, is that, oh, people are seeing giant whatever. And it's kind of silly sounding even to them. But they were asked to collect the information. So they had like that big bulletin board where they were listing all the sightings and things that people were reporting that could be unusual phenomena. So. They got that bit of information so they know that it's by. And I guess everybody has planes because they're just flying and helicoptering all around. Yeah, every, there's some, everybody back in the day had their own planes. Um, they end up finding the uh, body of a man who uh, crashed his car, um, looks like he was attacked by ants, and turns out he had his two kids with him, his two sons. Um, so they threw their piecing together of talking to that man who was uh, in the hospital. Uh, it, it was a rehabilitation center, an alcohol rehabilitation center. And the only reason I'm mentioning that this is because when he's talking about, when they go to interview him, because they're trying to figure out where the two kids are, because they think if they can figure out where the two kids are, they can figure out where this ant nest is. That's what they're trying to figure out. So that's why they're they're asking all these people, where are you seeing this? Where are you seeing that? Why does it matter where somebody's dead body was found? It's the reason because they're trying to figure out where this ant nest is, because it could be anywhere, especially in Los Angeles, you know, um, a big white area, because it's not in the de- desert. It's in the city somewhere. But for some reason, they just can't figure it out. Um, when they talk to the man in the, the alcohol rehabilitation center, that's what it is because he's been there for five months. We think that this movie is going on pretty quickly. It seems like it's, everything's going fast paced, but it's happening over a period of five to six months. So they, from the beginning, when we saw the FBI agent and his family had been killed and the little girl was found in the desert to now it's been probably six months all this that they've been showing everything and they've been keeping it from the public for that long so it it, it kind of puts things into a new perspective for me i think because all of this is going on in secret for this long 
And um, I don't know, I just found that interesting because he said when they asked the man in the rehabilitation center, like, uh, how long have you been seeing these ants? He's like, oh, five months or no, he didn't know when. But they said, oh, he's been here for five months. It's just like, holy shit, that's a really long time. No wonder these ant colonies have been able to grow so much and go all over the place. It didn't happen quickly. Um, so it, like I said, it just kind of puts things into a little bit more perspective. Um, they figure out that it was right outside the rehabilitation center and it's a old dried out riverbed. And in the riverbed, they have, uh, I don't know how to describe it because I'm not good at describing these shit, but they have tunnels. They have tunnels in there that are uh, man-made that go into uh, underground and they figure, oh, that's the perfect place for all these ants to hide, I guess. I don't know. Because they're lazy ants because they didn't have to dig their own tunnels. They were man-made ones. And they're going to find, what I think is nice is that they're they're very hopeful that they're going to find these two kids. And the whole time I'm like, those kids are dead. I was they wondering the been. same thing. They were all <laughs> banking on fire. Now I understand yeah. why they wanted to figure out where the kids were because I that's where how they found out where the ants were. All that made sense. But then it became a, and look, I'm all for finding the kids, but this is a movie. We're talking about pretend movie about giant ants, okay? Why was the big thing about finding the kids alive after that point? I just thought that was weird. They showed the mom a lot so you could feel real bad that her kids are missing. And I'm like, dude, they just need to like, they have her and they're like bringing her along. And they're like, we think we're going to find them here. And our main hero, um, Ben, the cop guy, the kappa, uh, he goes down in the tunnels and they do find the two kids and it's like, what? They're alive? That's and a fucking miracle right there. I mean, yes. that, that was just like how, they're by, like, how what? did these kids but survive? He does. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and it, it one of them is crying and he looks traumatized and the other kid is like, did he forget to be scared? And the, the answer, that right? Because he was like, his eyes were full of tears. He looked like he was terrified. That little He's kid looked like he was there. scared. With yeah. a giant, you, they're scaring the shit out of him with a giant yeah. ant right now. It, they said mm -hmm. it was purple, you know, purple and covered in Vaseline. What the fuck? He's he's screaming his head off and his brother's just kind of like, okay. And Ben manages to save the two kids. But in the process, he's pinched and grabbed and he, he um, is fucked up. And the FBI guy, he shows up too late to save him. But he's like, but I saved the children. And then he dies. He dies. He lived the whole movie and then he fucking dies. Well, it sucks because they went down there. There was a whole, it's a big operation. They went down there in their Jeeps. There's a whole bunch of uh, uh, oh, yeah, military personnel the under there. Um, there's, there's a lot of people down there in the storm drain system looking for this ant nest. And their orders are, don't kill them right away because we need to find out if this queen that made this nest did she make other queens so don't don't set anything on fire don't do all that mess that we did you know before you can't do that yet until we find out if there's more queens because if there's more queens then you need to find out where those queens win and blah 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 and so on and so on so let's find out if these they made new queens and if they escaped Mm -hmm. um, so there's so many people, excuse me, <clears throat> there's so many people down there. That's why I thought it was sad that he ends up dying, saving the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they do kill that aunt, but he still dies anyway. And the FBI guy there, they're able to hold off the ants, but they do discover that this is it. 
this is this is our aunt queen. They find her and her two mates with the wings, and they're like buzz 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 buzz. And yeah, that's the sound they made. They sound just like bees. And they they they, they figure all that out. <laughs> the woman is the woman scientist. I said the woman scientist. Oh, the way no. they said it at the beginning was so condescending and it's been on my mind the way she's like i'm dr medford and she's like well if you feel uncomfortable about, about calling that calling me doctor you can just call me pat no motherfucker call me doctor yeah <laughs> i thought title. it was i thought i was like call me exactly because he called her he called her doctor but he said it kind of like uh doctor like that and she's like well, yeah like what Alma just said i was just like no continue no. to call her doctor uh-huh. Sure. And he, so she is down there because she is the authority because she knows the stuff The the older father, he can't come down there. He's too old and not in good physical health, but they didn't even want her going down there, but it was thanks to her intelligence and her education and her um, background that they're able to, to find out exactly what they need to, and that they need to destroy these guys. Now they're using cyanide to gas them, right? And I thought that was interesting because remember when we were kids and we used, uh, mother used to get that white powder to kill the ants and the stuff? Wasn't she putting poison in there like that if we just had it lying around the house? It was a poison <laughs> for ants. I can't remember what she used, but we but used to have lots of ants. But it was white powder. Pop. Yeah, in the backyards. And I was thinking, yeah. is that what they're using here? Um, to gas them i don't know how that works like but they're gassing them and then they're supposed to burn the shit down but they do that they do they find Inter- all the ants yeah well interestingly mm. too they they find the nest of the ants they they're able to say now we can kill them because you know we know that they're contained um and they only show it's funny because we know it's the ant nest because they make a point and then oh the older doctor medford end up ends up being able to come back down once they got him trapped and everything because he ends up saying stuff at the end that it, it always makes it so ominous at the end of these sci-fi horror flicks but um there's only three ants because that's all they had that's all they had uh made for the thing so all we see in front of us are these three ants and it's just so funny because i don't know why i felt bad for them i'm like oh they're just trying to live <laughs> It's just like, and then they kill them. I know they needed to die. They're going around killing Damn everybody. Die. They're going to, they just, they just look so sad. Just they can all carry trapped. 10 times their weight. They're going to destroy everything. And they're not, they're, then they're not going to have no food because we make their food. They should be, you know, helping us out making, we could, they could be our worker ants, but instead they're destroying and killing people. <laughs> but, uh, I think you, you wrote it down. So they end up, yeah. they're like, oh, yay, we got, we got. We got them. They're all dead. They're dying now. And then the elder doctor, Medford, I think you wrote it down. What did he say? Because it was all ominous. And they're like, thanks for yes. bringing the party down here. We're celebrating Yeah, it was like they were, it was a celebratory moment. They burned the, the shit to the ground, yep. you know, inside Burn the ground. It. And he said, when man entered the atomic age, he opened the door to a new world. What we may eventually find in that new world, nobody can predict. Dun, dun, dun. The end title card. And that's it. that's it. That's how it always ends. They always, yeah. these older movies, that's how they end. It's just like, okay, now I'm like, I'm going to leave this theater feeling sick and and like, what is out there? Because I mean, they, the, I would have believed anything. Back feeling. in the day, I would have believed anything they told me. Giant ants, yeah. totally possible. I mean, mm. who knows what we're doing out War here? War of the Worlds, yes. 
all of it. It's creepy because we didn't have stuff like you couldn't Google it, whatever they said on the TV. And they were very scientific because Dr. Medford had his whole like PowerPoint presentation and he brought out the projector and he put it up there and he was showing videos of the ants and what they do. And I love it when they have that instructional part because I feel like I'm back in like elementary school with the old videos and you're sitting there and you're like learning about ant colonies. So he's telling me this and I'm like, that's possible, man. That's totally going to going to happen. <laughs> and that was a real educa- real ant educational video that they showed too. And for so- every time I watch insect, uh, what do you call them? Do you call them documentaries? I don't know. Educational videos. Oh, they always they gross me out for some reason when they show close-ups of the insects. And for some reason, it was just like, ugh, showing the close-ups of the ants was really gross, especially like when they would show the eggs and stuff like that. It's just like, ugh, for me, it's just, ugh. I just, I don't like it. It grosses me out. Um, yeah, but that's the end of the movie. So we have these giant ants that got killed. Hopefully, hopefully there was no other Queens because even though that scientist said, even though Dr. Medford said, yeah, they're all here. How can we truly know? How can we truly know? That's it. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. They kind of bring they, that up. One of them made an egg and something is lost. Yeah. It kind of leaves it kind of open, open to your interpretation. Will there be more? Now I had a very difficult time finding the budget, which I'm going to mention because it okay. took me a while to find it in buried in some articles, but because it only kept mentioning that their budget was slashed because they mm-hmm. thought they, they panicked two days before they're like, Oh shit, this is going to be a flop. We don't want to invest that much money in it. So I found that they only had a $200,000 budget, which is approximately $2.2 million today. And I said, that was a big deal because it's not like they had a lot of independent filmmaking back then. So when movies were made, they were fronted by these producers, these studios and these contracts and everything. So that is very on the low end. Other movies we saw, even when it says low budget, it said like 450,000, 500,000, 800,000. This was so like such a small budget and they were able to do a lot with it. The, the animatronics and the uh, puppetry that they use for the giant ants, you know, you, you keep it minimal. And with the, with the filming that they're doing, I think was excellent, you know, but they didn't have a lot. And it, it looks like they had a bigger budget because, well, they had a lot of multiple like filming scenes. They had like the underground, they had the scenes that were torn up. They had a lot of you know, extras, uh-huh, a lot extra of people. people. Yeah. Mm. Um, this movie was war- one of Warner Brothers' best films in 1954, as far as the best, what else is the word I'm looking for? Best performing. Um, and it was also a very popular date night movie. Um, so you can snuggle in because you're all scared. Yeah. It's like, ah. Canoodle. Canoodle. <laughs> Canoodle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's them. I don't know. I can't really say them with the exclamation point at the end. I don't do that really well. Them. No, now I'm just getting them. I'm keep... Oh my I God. <laughs> Stop it already. <laughs> okay. So had you seen this before? Yes. I, I, had, I'd okay. seen it several, but in childhood, I remember it would get shown because I, I never forgot the way the ants look when they, when they're attacking, um, in particular, the sailor. I always remembered that. And then, and then the lady, um, with the pencil skirt, because I always thought, how is she moving her legs? with the pencil skirt, you know, it's very, uh, but it just has key points that are just kind of 
stuck in my memory. But I yeah. always recall it from my from when I was. I a don't kid. remember if I watched it or not. I mean, obviously, scenes look familiar, but that could be because we see it all over popular culture, you know. Um, mm -hmm in general i must have watched it i don't know if you watched it that means i must have watched it i have no idea mm. but either way re-watching it uh i thought or or watching it for the first time whichever it was i found myself uh, like i've been saying this and i'm i sound like a broken record i know but watching these older films i'm finding myself just glued to the screen like just watching it and just like sometimes with my mouth open like because i'm trying to watch it through the eyes of somebody back who was watching it for the first time. And I love it. I love watching these movies. It's just like, it's so, I, I have to say I'm more critical and this is mean of me. I shouldn't do this. But I'm more mm. critical of movies today coming out than I am of these movies because these are the ones that, that forged the way for the movies today. So when I'm watching it, like if I'm watching and seeing like, uh, you know, this giant paper mache ant, whatever, I'm not looking at it like, oh man, that oh you could tell that's fake. I'm looking at it like, oh, I love yeah. this. This looks so fun. You know, this is great. I can't imagine, you know, seeing this for the first time. And then, like you said, yes. uh, with that little boy actor who was obviously traumatized by these puppet ants in front of him, so much so that he was crying because <laughs> he was crying. I yeah, love his. I, he was. He was. He looked like he was genuinely scared, and it. It's just like they, they didn't have three. It's not like they didn't even have three D modeling. They didn't even have like what did they have then? Is they just forming things from sticks and rocks? <laughs> like but yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. I love watching the actors, the way they act, because um, <laughs> they're you know the, I I don't know. I'm I'm just enjoying these movies so much. So I I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. Uh, if y'all have not watched it or you haven't watched it in a while, if you only seen clips of it, go watch them exclamation point. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, I found a, a funny thing though. Can I, yes. can I interrupt for, for a moment? Yeah. This reminded me of Starship Troopers this. So I, I made it a point. I had read that the film's official press book advertised theater managers who were screening them to contact their nearest armed forces recruitment offices. So this was used as they, they suggested theaters use them as a military recruitment tool. Since civil defense is the face of emergency figures in the picture, make the most of it by inviting a local agency to set up a recruiting booth in the lobby. The filmmaker, filmmakers advised. Also, the document suggested that movie houses post signs reading, what would you do if, insert the name of your city, were attacked by them? Prepare for any danger by enlisting in civil defense today and that sounds like a fucking starship troopers advertisement yeah it does <laughs> oh my god that's so fucked up oh my god <laughs> I love it. it sounds so of the time though i can totally yeah um yeah i like that a lot uh okay so that was them if you haven't watched it go watch it if you have watched it you want to tell us what you thought of it of them i'm going to keep saying them i'm, I'm going to stop them. i'm just i'm just annoying now <laughs> I, I acknowledge that i know i'm annoying i'm sorry about that but go watch them if you haven't watched it in a while uh and then let us know what you all think and yeah so alma where can people get a hold of us and let us know what they think about this movie or any other movies you can contact us uh, through our website, nightmaremoviepodcast.com, our email, nightmaremoviepodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at nightmaremoviepodcast. Twitter, which is now something else, which we will not name, is at nightmare on fifth, nightmare on five th. We'll hopefully move on to a better social media platform soon. 
And we are in on horrormovieblog.com. I was like, what the hell is the name of it? It's the easiest name ever. <laughs> That's how you know we don't rehearse that. And you can uh, check us out at horrormovieblog.com. And the it's the the Twitter handle the is Twitter uh, handle horror movie blog. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Alma, you know I give Alma so much to read that I, I fuck her up. I'm sorry, that's totally my. I fault. was looking I'm at you and I because I'm trying a new like thing. I'm not. I'm looking at you. And yeah, I you're not supposed to look at laugh. me. You're you're not supposed to look at me, and I messed you up. Sorry. We also have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Nightmare Movie Podcast. We also have one-time donation set up at. Uh, oh my gosh, at buymeacoffee.com slash nightmare pod. I was looking at you too, and I was starting to mess up. We got to stop looking <laughs> at each other. That's why we don't look at each other, <laughs> just for those rehearsed parts, those parts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was them. And let us know what you all think. And until next time, bye. Bye bye. <laughs>